Welcome to Yoga Retreat Secrets with Hargobin. I've hosted over 400 retreats now, and I'm so excited to share the hard-earned lessons with you. My hope is this podcast will help you change more lives, share more yoga, and become more profitable in your business. If you want more, I encourage you to join my free online challenge at casaom.com slash challenge, and I'll share all my yoga retreat secrets directly with you. What's up, everybody? It's Hargobin. Today, I want to talk about why I don't like the retreat planning businesses as a model. And I love all of my customers who have been retreat planners, and I felt so bad for them kind of watching watching them go through the process of developing that business because ultimately, they end up getting cut out of the good deals and getting stuck with the bad deals. And here's what I mean. If you're a retreat leader and you're just entering the retreat business, it seems very intimidating that you have so much logistics to plan, a new venue to understand, new new experiences that you're not familiar with. And so a lot of times you're inclined to hire one of these sort of like out of the box, help you plan your retreat companies. And they're great. They, they work well. But eventually, as the retreat leader, you're going to end up cutting the retreat planner out of the business. And you're going to cut them out of the business because you're going to realize the 50%, 60%, even if it's 30% that they're going to take to plan your trip for you, that it's just not worth it. Because if you have a great venue, the venue is going to handle a lot of your logistics and planning for you. And then at the same time, once you get familiar of what your customers want and you feel so connected to the people that are coming, you're going to know how to plan that experience better than the retreat planning company will do for you. So the travel agent gets stuck with this really unfortunate situation where they're working with either retreat leaders that don't know what they're doing and are therefore not very profitable for them, or they're eventually just about to get cut out of the retreats planned by highly skilled retreat leaders because they know how to choose the best venues and the little bit of logistics that's remaining. They can just do themselves or hire an assistant to do it for them and just pay them, you know, uh, an hourly rate that isn't really justified by, by doing a percentage because the retreat leader knows exactly what to do and they're the expert. So if you're an up and coming retreat leader, you got to kind of understand this position as well, because when you link up with someone to do your retreat planning for you, if you're not talented enough to do it yourself, then you're going to link up with them, learn everything from them. And then unfortunately, you're going to be stuck in this position where you really are justified in cutting them out. And that's never fun to cut out one of your business partners. So as the retreat leader, I always call this, or as the retreat planning company, I always call this getting set up to get Damon Dashed. And Damon Dash worked with Jay-Z. And Damon Dash was logistics. He was behind the scenes. He, he was the business guy. He, he was lock and step with Jay-Z until at some point Jay-Z realized, I don't need Damon Dash anymore because I'm Jay-Z. I'm the star. I'm the one who put my neck out there, who puts my face on the cover. I'm put my name on the event. And it doesn't really justify a percentage 
of the pot to go to someone who's just doing logistics. And for all of you yoga people out there, it's important to remember the Damon Dash because you never want to set yourself up to get cut out of a deal. And at the same time, you, you, you never want to be latched onto a star for, for your success because eventually the star's got to shine alone in the sky. So how do we do all this? Like, what is the right way to work? The right way to work is to understand what value you bring to the table, what you need to bring to the table, and then choose your partners accordingly. As a yoga retreat leader, I really encourage you to partner up and link up with retreat venues that are going to help you with your logistics, that are going to put in key components of your planning so that you can focus on your marketing. And most good yoga retreat centers will fulfill most of the role of the retreat planning company. And ultimately, the, the retreat market is getting better where so many yoga retreat centers are deeply in tune with what you know and can help you do that for you. So, yeah, that's what I got for you. Um, that's the, the dynamic that I see. And ultimately, I, I, I just encourage my yoga retreat leaders, you know, do most of this yourself. And you're going to ultimately have, have the least amount of friction, the most amount of profit, and, and, and the most amount of um, entrepreneurial control over, over your business. That's what I got for you. Have an awesome day. What's up, everybody? It's Hargobin. Hope you're having an awesome day. Today, I want to talk about I want to talk about looks and great bodies and great faces in relations to your yoga retreats, and really the advantages that it gives you, and also the limitations that it gives you if you're extremely beautiful. Now, yoga by its sort of nature does make you beautiful. It makes your body nice. It makes your eyes good. It gives you clarity on your face it makes you sweat like it, it really attracts beautiful people and it also makes you more beautiful the problem is though is that if just looks well here's what I'll say just looks will not fill your yoga retreat okay looks in in the concept of the sale is just a hook okay and so what I like to teach in a bunch of my other podcasts and it's just kind of general marketing business philosophy is this concept of hook, story, what I call lesson, and then offer. And that in selling your yoga retreats, you should follow that process of, of doing something that's going to draw attention in. That's called your hook. Then you tell them the story of how you learned this or earned this or somehow went on this hero's journey that gives you credibility. Then share some lessons so that even, even on your sales page and in your copy, you're actively teaching and adding value. And then you give them the offer to sign up for your yoga retreat. So in this context, if you're super cute, and you're beautiful, you're going to be attracting a lot of attention just on how you look. What that is, is the hook. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not putting it down and I'm not either, and I'm not over elevating it either. I'm just observing, or I'm just sharing my observations with what beauty can do for you in, in terms of drawing people into your world. What it can do to you is bring people to your doorstep.
It can bring them to your story and it can bring them to open up and be open to the lessons that you've learned and ultimately what you can do for them through your offer. I've seen people with 500,000 followers on Instagram who can't fill a yoga retreat. I've seen people with hundreds of thousands of followers who can't fill a yoga retreat. So, and because really people will click, they will like, and they will subscribe if you're beautiful. That's probably enough. But what's ultimately going to push them over the edge to purchase what you have to offer is what you can do for them. And so I'm a huge fan of just relying on your good looks only for the hook. And then everything else is about what you can do for them. And so ultimately, if you can do a beautiful handstand scorpion, or you can do the splits, or you can do a beautiful backbend, or you have a great, you have a great look, that's the hook. That's going to get someone to stop the scroll and then learn more about what you can do for them. And so when I'm putting together my sales pages and putting together my offers, I'm really trying. The only reason I'm talking about me or sharing something about me is in the hopes that it'll stop the scroll. And it'll get enough attention so that they can come into my world and then hopefully see that I can help them and provide some value to their life. Now, let's say you're not good looking and you don't have the ability to just take a picture of your cute face and, you know, people are going to be like, oh, you're so beautiful. I love you. What else you got? That's fine. Totally fine. You don't need it. You just need something else that's going to attract some attention to stop them from scrolling. And that can be in the videos that you produce. That can be in the stories that you tell that enter at high drama. That can be humor. It can be comedy. It can be before and after. It can be after and before. There's so many other ways to, 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 to cause some, somebody to, to just stop and, and listen to what you've got for a second. So don't rely on, 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 on just a strong yoga pose if that's not what you do. You don't need it. You just do something else, and then ultimately you use the story and the lessons that you're going to provide and the value you're going to contribute to their life, and that's ultimately what's going to convert people into the sale. Now, this is why this is so important. Even if you are relying on your strong yoga poses and your good-looking body, that doesn't last forever. And the worst thing I would, I, uh, the worst thing I, I I see in the yoga world is is people that think that oh if I if I can't do my yoga my my super strong yoga poses nobody's gonna ever come to my thing. That's not true. That that's absolutely not true. They're gonna come for the wisdom and knowledge and transformation you can give them. That's what's going to keep your clients coming back and back and back. I even had, I had, I had a yoga, um, in the Bikram world, we have the yoga competitions. And we had someone who won a yoga competition. She was incredible. And the yoga poses were hurting her body. Like literally, the demonstrations were hurting because she wasn't warmed up to be doing, to be doing this super deep stuff. And, and I was, I was trying to explain to her, I was like, no, 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 like, you don't have to do the super deep stuff anymore. 
Like that brought them in. You, they, they already know and respect you and trust you because you've done that. Like, don't feel like you've got to demonstrate, you know, demonstrate full standing bow every, every single time because they're already bought in. Now share some of those lessons. And it was like, it was like, it was a difficult conversation because in her practice at that time, she didn't have the space to be open and honest that, hey, maybe not all yoga poses are therapeutic all the time, which is true. And and so it's true of all of us that, that yes, the, the, the beautiful, strong stuff we can demonstrate, that's the hook. But, but share your vulnerability, share your authentic lessons. The deeper you go in terms of how, how honest you're going to be about your practice, the more you can be of service to your avatar. And ultimately, that'll, that's what keeps people coming back. I've seen uh, some of my favorite teachers are what you'd call out of shape. Some of my favorite people who have taught me are, are, are can't do the yoga poses. And, and that's, that's totally fine. Because I know that they're focused on me. I don't necessarily care that they can do or what they can or can't do. I care about what they can do for me. That's why I'm going to pay them. And, and so that's a huge relief, I think, for all of us that, yes, beauty is amazing and it's fantastic. But beauty is fleeting. And so what we want to do is invest in the things that are eternal. And the things that are eternal are the hard-earned lessons that we can pass to the next generation so that we can be part of the lineage of passing down knowledge. And, and, and that, to me, is what, is what fills the spiritual cup. It's, yeah, being beautiful is amazing and it's great. But what will fill your cup permanently and forever is about the wisdom and knowledge you can pass down. That, my friends, is also what's going to put money in your pocket because people will buy your offers if you're ultimately out there helping them solve their problems and you're focused on them. So the hook is just the top. It's just the beginning. It's like the tip of the iceberg and the, the, the stories that you tell, the offers you create and the transformation you deliver is what's going to ultimately put money in the bank, book up your yoga retreats, and create people that return day after day, retreat after retreat to the things that you create because they they know, like, and trust that you're helping them solve their problems. That's what I got for you today. Stay beautiful, my friends. Stay stay full of wisdom. Stay awesome, and ultimately invest in yourself. And that's that's the ultimate beauty is the is the good energy you radiate from your heart. Love y'all. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to meet me in person, come to Casa Ohm in Mexico or West Virginia. I love hearing from my podcast crew. Send me a note at facebook.com slash If you'd like to connect further, have an awesome day. <laughs>